What's good, people? F. Stop Foster back with you. Um, this is the last episode, man, of the October Horror Fest that I decided to do here in 2020. Um, I'm ending it with a bang, man. This is episode 23 of the 28 Minutes or Less podcast, and I'm ending this whole thing off with this is the subject matter of the whole Halloween franchise. Yes, Michael Myers, people. I am very excited for this because I've done something similar, but it was different. Like when I did this in the past, a couple of years ago, it was more off of the new movie that came out in 2018. Um, I had some disagreements with it, but this time around, what I'm going to do is this is going to be a celebration of the franchise. Halloween is my favorite franchise of anything, like Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, even you could throw in superhero stuff, like as far as like Avengers and all that stuff, like Halloween is like that shit for me. And what I'm going to do today, man, I'm going to run through these films from my point of view, like, I mean, some of it is just well-known, maybe some things you didn't know, maybe some things that I noticed that some other people didn't notice, but this is going to be a huge celebration, man, and um, obviously, I'm going to start off with Halloween, the version that came out in 1978, shout out to John Carpenter and Deborah Lee. Uh, with Deborah Hill, excuse me. They were the creators. They were the writers. They pretty much put this whole thing together. And, you know, I I watched the documentary on it before. It was a low-budget film. It was a film that that a lot of people didn't want in the year of 1978. Um, it, it It didn't hit initially. It took it some time, and then it started gaining traction. The words start going around, and the film ended up blowing up into this franchise that's been going on, you know what I'm saying, for four decades now. So, basically, the story starts of a six-year-old kid walking around his house, and, you know, they never really explained at the time what possessed this kid. He was just... Walking around his house, his sister Judith was babysitting him, and she had a boy to come over. You know what I'm saying? He was straight up smashing dash. Like it was so funny because my man, my man come in, he wants to go upstairs, he go upstairs, and then my man like bust a quick one. Like he was in and out. And Judith was like, Hey, you gonna call me tomorrow? And he was like, Uh, yeah. You know, gave her that unsure, yeah, because my man pretty much got what he wanted. Luckily, he got out of there and got out of Dodge before Mike got to work. So Mike, six-year-old Mike walking around the house, uh, goes into the house, go in the kitchen, grab a knife. Then he puts on the the clown outfit. He put uh, put the mask on, goes up there, stabbed Judith to death. Then that's when the heavy breathing started. After he stabbed, stabbed Judith. So they go down the steps. Parents see him. Boom. So they take Mike in. 
So 15 years later, because that happened in 1963. So 15 years later, Dr. Loomis, all right, Dr. Sam Loomis is with Nurse Chambers, right? Nurse Chambers' name is going to pop back up. So just follow with me here. So him and Nurse Chambers is riding in the car and Mike was up for a hearing. And so he's telling her that he's calling him it and all this type stuff. And she's like, you know, what's up with that? You know? And so he was like, he didn't want him to get out. She was like, so you never want him to get out. He was like, never, never, never. And so she's like, well, why are we doing this? He was like, well, it's the law. Like law says that we have to take him to these hearings. So they pull up rainy day and she was like, so they just let the people wander around. So, obviously, some kind of thing happened. Mike was able to break everybody out. And Dr. Loomis gets out the car, goes around. And when he runs up to the gate, Mike jumps on the car. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much attacked Nurse Chambers, gets in the car. Then he takes off, goes to Haddonfield. This is important. So... Dr. Loomis, the next day, Dr. Loomis is walking out and he's talking to another doctor. Come to find out, this is Dr. Wynn, right? Keep in mind that name, Dr. Wynn. So he's talking to him and then he was like, well, how could... He's telling him that Mike is going back to Haddonfield. He was like... You know, Hatfield is, you know, so, so many hours away. How's he going to get there? He's like, he can't drive. And he was like, he was doing well last night. He's like, somebody must have taught him. All right. So he goes to Hatfield. And so then we introduced to Lori Strode. And, you know, this is Jamie Lee Curtis's, like, big break. You know, she comes from, um, her mom was an actress. So, you know, I think that. Even though she wasn't known, you know, she had it in her blood. So then we get Lori Stroh and um, she runs into uh, Tommy and and she's talking about how she's going to babysit him later on and all of this type stuff. And so then we introduced to because she had to drop a key off at the Myers house, which she hadn't, you know, she didn't know anything about the Myers family. And, um, so we introduced to her friends pretty much, um, cause she seen, she seen Michael Myers standing outside the, her school window, but she didn't really, you know, she didn't know what it was, you know, and Annie and Linda come up. Well, actually it started out with Linda and the crazy thing with Linda is, Linda's played by a girl named PJ. And PJ was actually in the original Carrie movie. And so she was talking on this one documentary I watched on it. And she was saying that they were just like pretty much like playing around. And like she was saying like totally. Right. And it was one of those type things that was like. Friday after next. Holy moly. Donut shop. My man that played him, Moly. If you notice, he said buddy a lot. 
And it was like this thing, like they was playing around like on and off set. And like the buddy thing started to catch on. So he would pretty much say buddy after everything. So that's what happened with Linda when they was recording this film. Like she was saying totally. And it caught on. And she pretty much like said totally like throughout the whole fucking movie. Like it got annoying. But it was like this little inside joke type of thing. So then Annie comes up. So we see that, you know, this is her little clique or whatever. And Annie babysits the girl, Lindsay, that stays across the street from Tommy. So both of them had to babysit. And long story short, Mike went crazy. Like, I'm not going to sit here and go through this one movie word for word because well, scene for scene because it'll just take too long. But Mike caused havoc. Then we don't find out until later that Lori Stroll is actually Michael Myers' sister. Because for some odd reason, the one thing that they never explained was why did the family give her up for adoption? That was one thing that they never really explained throughout the film is the fact that they gave this girl up for adoption and the Strode family adopted her. Because the thing is, like, Michael didn't kill his parents. He only killed his sister. Now, maybe it was a type of thing where they... The... What do you want to call it? Maybe the grief of losing a child. Well, really, they lost two kids. They lost one in the ground and they lost one in the institution. So maybe they just got rid of that third child for the simple fact of, you know, maybe they felt that they did something wrong. Maybe it was a guilt type of thing. So Dr. Loomis spent 15 years with this kid. And he knew that there was something off about him. We'll find out what was really behind all of this once we get a little further on into the series. So Halloween 2, like the great, the greatest thing about this franchise is the fact of you go from one ending like, so you get the, the famous closet scene when she's hiding in the closet right Mike comes up to the closet starts beating into the closet breaks the closet thing and turn the light on while he's hitting and then it turns it back off which that was not in the script but it made it like it's legendary it's like one of the most legendary scenes in all of the Halloween movies so she pokes him in the eye with the clothes hanger you know the old wire clothes hangers and Mike falls down and she, for some odd reason, I don't know why she thought she killed him because she stabbed him in the neck downstairs, right? And then she stabs him in the eye, she thinks he's dead. So she goes and she sits down um, when she tells Tommy and Lindsay to run down to the McKenzie house and tell them, 
you know, what's going on. And so the kids run and she's sitting there. And Mike comes up behind her. She stands up and she's walking down the hall. Mike comes up to her. She pulls Mike mask off. And then Mike put it back on. As soon as he put it on, Loomis put six in his chest. And Mike falls off the uh, the balcony. So she says, is that the boogeyman? He was like, as a matter of fact, it was. He walks up to the balcony, looks down. Mike is gone. So two picks up right from there. Picks up from them taking her to the hospital from that house. And so she goes to the hospital. Mike follows them to the hospital. Now, see, Halloween 2 comes out in 1981, right? But it's still the same night of 1978. So Mike does his thing there. Basically, what ends up happening, like, I'm not going to do the whole breakdown of, of Halloween 2, but, like, you know, we know what Mike do. Mike calls habit. So Mike calls habit. Dr. Loomis basically corners Mike. Set Mike on fire. And he almost, in the process, right, he burns himself. Like, he burns the side of his face. Like, pretty much like his whole right side got burnt in the process of trying to kill Mike. There's really no reason to mention Halloween 3 because Halloween 3 season of The Witch don't have anything to do with Michael Myers at all. Um, it was just... A movie that was this TV was possessing people to go and kill people. I don't know. It was kind of weird. But so Halloween four, right? Halloween four is technically called the Return of Michael Myers. Well, Halloween four, the Return of Michael Myers in 1988. So this is basically ten years later. And this movie starts out. Mike is in a hospital. You know, from the burns. He didn't die from Dr. Loomis setting him on fire. So, Mike had to be transferred. So, while he's being transferred, because they was like pretty much, you know, putting tranquilizer in him to keep him, you know what I'm saying, to keep him calm. So, because they know if, if, if Mike ain't doped up, Mike is killing everybody, trying to get to his family members. And that's the crazy thing about Michael Myers that was that was weird about it was the fact that he was just really obsessed with killing his family members. You know, like when you think about these these guys like Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees and, and Freddy Krueger and stuff like that, like Freddy was a straight up pedophile, you know. Then Jason was just really revenging his own death and his mother's death but the thing is it got crazy because with Jason it got to the point where he was obsessed with killing Tommy because Tommy kept getting away from him. Tommy got away from him in three films so with Michael Myers he kills his one sister then he's like well I'm going to kill my other sister and then you think it's going to be over but this is what ended up happening with Halloween 4. So after they was trans, uh, transferring him to probably another institution, 
he breaks out. So Dr. Loomis is freaking out again. It's like, yo, this is happening again. I can't believe it. So he gets in touch with um, Sheriff Meeker back in Hatfield. It's like, look, yo, Mike has escaped. Mike is coming back to Hatfield. So we are introduced to Jamie Lloyd. Jamie Lloyd is the daughter of Laurie Strode. And what Laurie Strode ended up doing to hide her, which this is what I don't understand about this. She fakes her death to get away from Mike because she feels that if she stays alive, that Mike is going to come and kill her. But the thing is, you have a daughter, right? And I think that what she was thinking is if I fake my death, because how does Mike know that he has a niece? You know what I'm saying? So she fakes her death and let her daughter go up for adoption because I guess she feels the, the, way, the only way she's going to have a normal life is for me not to raise her and to actually fake my death. So Jamie would have bad dreams about Michael Myers with never even meeting or seeing the dude. And she's adopted by this family and she ended up getting close with the her with her foster sister which is Rachel. And so Rachel <laughs> Rachel was mad because she had to babysit Rachel. Rachel had to babysit Jamie because they babysit her backed out. And Rachel was supposed to meet up with Brady later on that night. And I bring that up for the simple fact that some stuff happened later on in the film. So, initially, Jamie didn't want to go trick-or-treating, right? Because she was having a hard time with being adopted, wanting to, you know, wanting to be with her mom, kids at school making fun of her, saying that, you know, Jamie, your mom's not going to take you trick-or-treating because your mom is dead and all this type of shit. Look, kids are cruel. You hear me? So, she's all upset. And so, Rachel and a friend of hers is going down the road and they're like, hey, Jamie's like, I want to go trick-or-treating now. And they was like, alright, well, let's go to the drugstore to get you an outfit. And that's the same drugstore that Brady works at. Okay? So, they get there and Brady works with this girl named Kelly, right? And <laughs> so she gets there, Brady sees her, and Brady's like all excited about, you know, seeing her tonight because you can tell Brady's been trying to hit Rachel for a minute, and Rachel ain't giving it up, right? So he thinks that this is the night. And so she tells him she has to babysit Jamie. 
And so he was like, why you just, he was like, when did you find this out? She was like, this morning. He was like, it's three o'clock. Why are you just not telling me now? And she was like, I didn't think it was a big deal. Why are you mad? All right, so let's go to Jamie. Jamie, you remember what I said about Mike when he was six years old? He killed Judith in a clown outfit. Jamie picks out the exact same clown outfit that Mike had on when he killed Judith in 1963, right? So she has she freaks out in the store. Um, she thought she seen Mike coming for her, and they thought she was just scared by the mask, so they leave. So Rachel is taking Jamie trick-or-treating. And during this time, also Dr. Loomis is talking to Sheriff Meeker, like, you know, showing him his burn wounds, saying, like, look, Mike killed this many people. I know he's coming here. All this type shit, right? And, you know, he's doing this thing because the great thing about Dr. Loomis is Dr. Loomis and Donald Pleasant was a great actor. He had this way of talking when he would talk about Mike. And he would say this thing like, I looked into his eyes for 15 years and all I see is darkness. And it was just like the way that he said it, the way he paused in between his sentences and all that type stuff. Like he just did a phenomenal job playing Dr. Loomis. So Dr. Loomis is telling uh, Sheriff Meeker, you know, these are the precautions that we need to take. And so then they found out that well, I think that it's well known. And that's the thing. That's why That's why I do not understand. Because Dr. Loomis knew that Jamie Lloyd was Lloyd Strode's daughter. So it's like, if it's well known that that's your daughter, why would you fake your death? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just weird to me. I don't get that whole part of faking your death and thinking that Mike not going to know that he has a niece. Which Mike don't supposed to know. But... That's a whole nother thing. So she's taking Jamie trick-or-treating. Goes up to a house. And it's Sheriff Meeker's house. Guess who answers the door? Kelly answers the door. The same Kelly that Brady works with. And Brady pops out in the back. And Rachel sees him. So Rachel's mad. And He's like, what you expect me to do? And she's like, I ain't expect for you to move on that fast. No, no, no. All the types of, but she lose Jamie in the process. So when she lost Jamie in the process, um, she ended up running around. She thought, well, she thought she saw Mike, which she actually did see Mike. So she's running in. She runs into Jamie. And then when she finds Jamie, that's when Dr. Loomis finds both of them. It's like, yo. Y'all need to come with us. Mike is here, and he's coming to kill you, Jamie, or whatever. So they go to Sheriff Meeker's house. So Sheriff Meeker get there. His daughter's Kelly there. Brady's there. They're trying to act like what's going on because my man was just about to smash. And then they come there. So Rachel has to be faced with this whole little situation of being in the house with them two when she knows that they was either smashing or he's about to smash. So Mike comes there, totally destroys the whole shit up, and what ended up happening is Mike had 
pretty much killed the whole force. No, no, wait a minute. I'm rushing. We ain't got there yet. So anyway, Rachel and Jamie escapes. So they are riding in the truck. Mike, you know, he was on the back of the truck. So they go through that little scuffle or whatnot. And he was on top of the truck. Rachel hit the brakes. Mike go flying, right? So she hit Mike. And Mike had fell probably like 50 yards in front of him. So they hear the police come. She had then, so the police get there. And the police doc, uh, doctor, Sheriff Meeker is talking to Rachel. And Jamie went up and grabbed Mike's hand. And they was like, get away from him. So they pumped about 40 rounds into Mike. So Mike falls in his hole. And that's how Halloween 4 ends. Okay. So now, that's another great thing. Now, the next one, Halloween 5, comes out the very next year, 1989. The Revenge of Michael Myers. So, just like 1 and 2, okay, 1 and 2 is actually the same night, but 5, it's not the same night. Well, the beginning of the movie is the same night, and then it goes on into the next year, because what happens is it shows you, because at the end of 5, well, excuse me, at the end of 4, they put dynamite down in the hole that Mike fell down and the stick of dynamite blew up. So they thought Mike was dead. And what five starts out with is it shows you that Mike found this tunnel and he was able to go into the river. And then when it blew up, Mike wasn't in that hole. He was, he was floating down the river. So Mike is recovering from those, you know what I'm saying? 40 that they pumped into him. So this old guy that's pretty much like homeless takes care of Mike for a whole year. And while that's going on, because really four and five, when you look at timing wise, it intertwines with each other at the beginning of Halloween five in the end of Halloween four. Because when Mike climbed out of that hole that he found and was floating down the river, and that man was started taking care of him. Now all of this is five, okay? But also at the end of four, when they blew the hole up, the very next scene at the end of Halloween four. Jamie's back at home and her foster mom is running her a bath. Jamie puts on the mask for her clown outfit and she stabs her her um her I about to say stepmom, her foster mom. The same way that Mike was doing it. And they even did the camera the same way because when Mike was stabbing Judith. He was stabbing her, and then he would look up, and you would see the knife just going up and down. They did the camera angle the same exact way, right? Love how they did that. So, 
she started doing the heavy breathing. All right, so let's go back to five. She's having bad dreams of Mike. Now, this time while Mike was, you know what I'm saying, in my A, she could feel the same shit that Mike could feel, and she couldn't talk. Now, she didn't start talking to almost the end of Halloween 5. So, she's in this institution, and Dr. Loomis is her doctor. Rachel would still come see her, and then we introduced to Rachel's really good friend, Tina. So, Jamie could, like I said, she could feel Michael Myers. Now, when the next year came, right, a year later, so I would say the 30th, because, you know, everything goes down on the 31st. So the 30th, Mike gets the strength to get up, put his mask on, and then this is so fucked up. This man take care of you, feeds you all of this for a whole year, and the very thing, first thing that you do to show your appreciation, you kill the dude that's been taking care of you for a year. Mike don't appreciate shit. You hear me? So, anyway, she could feel the stuff that Mike could feel. So, Mike kills the dude. And so, he goes to the house where he thought Jamie was going to be. Because he didn't know where Jamie was. So he went to where Rachel is. So he goes and kills her dog and then kills Rachel and she could feel it. like Because before Rachel died, she was telling Dr. Loomis that she was fearing for Rachel. So they called Rachel and Rachel answered the phone and was like, everything is cool, no, no, no. Well, except the whole dog thing. And then they called Rachel back, and as soon as they got off the phone, Mike kills Rachel. So then Tina shows up, and Tina thinks that Rachel has already left because they were supposed to go to this big Halloween party. And before she had died, they had took her, this like princess outfit or whatever, and... She had her own party to go to. And she she was upset because she wanted Rachel and Tina to be at her little Halloween party that they was having at the clinic that she was at. But Tina wanted to go to her own birthday party. Not birthday party, but Halloween party with her boyfriend or whatnot. So she had another... Let's call it premonition. So she has another premonition, right? About Tina. Mike had seen Tina earlier in the day, right? Let me tell you what this shady motherfucker did, right? So when Mike seen Tina earlier, after he killed Rachel, he seen her with her boyfriend. Her boyfriend drove the car like really fast. Like he did, you know, burnouts and all types of shit like that. So, Mike follows him, kills Tina's boyfriend, gets his car, and then goes to pick Tina up to go to the Halloween party. So, 
I bring that up to say Mike is doing these spin outs and all of this type shit, right? Trying to act like he's the boyfriend because he had a different mask on. He had like this, uh, I don't know, funny looking mask with his huge ass chin on him or whatever. So they go, she says that she wants to stop and get a pack of cigarettes. Now, at the same time, she, Jamie's having a premonition that Tina's in danger. So they call the cops. The cops pick pick um, Tina up at the store. Mike takes off. So Tina goes back to the uh, to the institution that Jamie's in, and Tina's like, "Yo, I I need to go to this party." And like she's telling her like, because this is when she started back talking, because she said Tina's name. And so Tina was, yeah, she was happy that she was talking, but Tina was like, yo, I got to go get this D. You know what I'm saying? So she leaves. Dr. Loomis tried to talk to her in the stand, but she's like, you know, look, I need to go. And she was like, you need to stop telling her these stories about, you know, Michael Myers is coming and all of this type shit. So Tina goes to the party. Mike finds his way to the party, but they told two cops to tell uh, well, actually, take Tina there. So they took Tina to the party. All right. So you know they're doing their little wild shit or whatever at the light. Michael Myers, all this type shit. And so Mike ended up really showing up. And Jamie and her friend Billy. Because Billy is from that same institution that Jamie was put in after she, you know what I'm saying, stabbed her, uh, I keep wanting to call her her stepmom, her foster mom. So, long story short, Mike shows up with the car, chase Tina down, stabs Tina, and so, during that whole little scene, Dr. Loomis grabs Jamie and takes Jamie back to the original Myers house because he told Mike to meet them there so he tried to trap Mike so they get there but he wanted to use Jamie for bait to uh to get Mike or whatever so Mike shows up Loomis basically hits him with a couple of tranquilizers you know what I'm saying it don't work um then he start hitting him with a um we call it damn thing with a you know what I'm saying he had this huge ass stick and was hitting my hitting Mike with it or whatever whatnot. So with Halloween five being what it was, it took a turn after that. Because the very next thing to come out is Halloween the curse of Michael Myers. Now, this is what's interesting about this. Now, The Curse of Michael Myers comes out in 1995. The interesting thing about this one is Jamie Lloyd dies. Right? And at the end of five, cause, okay, right, so this is how five ends. Five ends with there's this guy 
that's walking around in a whole black outfit. Right? They never shows his face. It just shows his boots, his black boots, black pants, and his black trench coat. So Dr. Loomis was able to contain Mike. And Mike is in the jail cell. And then this guy with the all-black outfit breaks Michael Myers out of jail. He shoots up the whole police station. And break Mike out. Okay? Now, we don't know who this guy is at the time. We're like, who is this guy that's basically helping Michael Myers? Well, you find out in the curse of Michael Myers. Now, the great thing about the curse of Michael Myers one, now, Dr. Loomis is still, still around, but they bring Tommy Doyle back. Tommy Doyle is, he, he's got to be in his 20s now. And he's played by Paul Rudd. Now, this is Paul Rudd's introduction to acting. Like, this is his first film. He, he wasn't a comedian or a comedic figure in The Curse of Michael Myers. But he's playing Tommy Doyle, and, you know, he he's pretty weird. And... To have something dramatic happen to you like that as a kid, when Michael Myers, you know what I'm saying, attacked you in your in your childhood house, you know, he, he's pretty weird. And the Strode family, he like this is focused in on I think that they would they would have been the mother would have been Michael Myers' aunt. It's, it's, it's Michael Myers' aunt and uncle. And they got a daughter, and her daughter had a son named Danny Strode. And the wild thing about this film is Michael Myers, he, he, he completed his task of killing Jamie, right? Now, he still think, well, they don't really let you know, but this is just my interpretation of it, that Laurie Strode is dead. So his mission after Laurie Strode was to kill Jamie. So he kills Jamie. The reason I bring up Danny Strode, which would be Michael Myers. Let me see, because the one girl was his cousin. So this would this, so that was his first. Danny's mom is Michael Myers' first cousin. So this would be his second cousin and Danny. Danny was supposed to have been the one to carry on. Michael Myers' legacy. And this is where we go back to the dude in the black trench coat. Because he's in this movie as well. What I recently found out. I figured out who the dude was. In all black. You remember when I said. In Halloween 1. When Michael Myers broke out. And Sam Loomis. Dr. Loomis was talking to this doctor. 
and his name was Dr. Wynn. And he was like, he said, uh, Dr. Loomis was like, he's heading back to Haddonfield. And he was like, Dr. Wynn was like, well, how is he going to get there? It's not like he can drive. And he was like, well, he was doing pretty well last night. Somebody must have gave him lessons. Dr. Wynn is the person who fucked Micah. Dr. Wynn is the head of this coat called Coat of the Thorn. And they was basically these devil worshippers. And what they was going to do was they was going to take out the whole Strode family except for Danny. And Danny was supposed to be handed down this curse of Michael Myers. Now, I really never understood the concept of the um, Halloween, the curse of Michael Myers. Until I started doing research on it. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, that shit blew my mind. Because I was like, I always wondered who the guy was in the all black. But it was like, well, you know, I'm so fascinated with Michael Myers, it didn't really matter. And then, come to find out, this is the doctor that was working alongside Dr. Loomis. And Dr. Loomis is trying to save him. But Dr. Wynn is trying to keep him evil. And he was the one, he was the one that was behind it the whole time. And I'm like, oh fuck. Like I had no idea. So my whole theory of the last podcast that I did on this a couple of years ago was that why did they just throw out the whole thing of her having a daughter? It was because she got killed. So Jamie was dead. And I was like, oh man, so that's what that was. Also, this was the last film with Dr. Loomis. Um, Mike was finally able to get Dr. Loomis. And then he ended up, um, the actor himself, um, Donald Pleasant, um, died. So, Halloween H2O, one of my favorite ones, came out in 1998. And this is the return of Jamie Lee Curtis. And it started out. So you remember when I told you, I said, be on the lookout. Remember this name. I said, remember Nurse Chambers. So this starts out. Nurse Chambers pulls up to her house and she sees that her house was broken into. So she goes next door to get Jimmy and she wanted to call the police. And Jimmy wants, you know, he wants to be the, the teenage kid to check it out. And I think that this was the introduction to, for um, Joseph Jordan, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt because he played Jimmy. So he goes in there and basically tells her that, you know, your office was pretty much ramshacked or whatever. And it was Michael Myers. That's when Michael Myers, he was digging through, because see, she was the nurse for Dr. Loomis up until he died. So, Mike found records showing that Lori Strode was still alive. So, he takes a drive from Haddonfield all the way out to California after he kills Nurse Chambers, she was able to get away from him in 78, but Mike caught her 20 years later. 
That's crazy because it's just like to think of it like because I remember the first time I ever saw it and I looked at it. I was like, yo, that's the lady that was in the car with Dr. Loomis when they was going to go pick Mike up to take him to that hearing. So I love how they was able to bring her back. That was I think that things like that shouldn't be not noticed. I think it should be um, pointed out because. To bring this lady back 20 years for her to escape Michael Myers and then not be able to escape him 20 years later, it's crazy. So now, Lori Strode is Mrs. Tate now. And she is the head mistress, head mistress of the school out in California. And she has a son who just recently turned 17, which is John Tate, played by my guy. Um, Damn. Name just completely escaped me. Josh Hartnett. So, the reason I bring up a 17 thing, we'll get to that later, because he got a card, a birthday card from his dad. It was a couple of months late, but what matters is it still was before Halloween. So he wants to go to the Yosemite thing, um, basically this camping trip with the school. His mom don't want him to go because he's going to be gone during Halloween. And she was having like these bad dreams. And he basically like had to grow up quick because he had to take care of his mom because she had these bad dreams. And the great thing about it was she told him all about all the shit that she went through when it came with Michael Myers. And how she lived 20 years of her life in fear that he was going to come and kill her and him and all this type stuff. So, she didn't want him to go on the Yosemite trip because she's just paranoid. Like, every time, every year around Halloween time, she starts having bad dreams and think that Mike is coming for her. And this year, she's actually right. Mike is coming for her. So, long story short, she has a boyfriend. She's dating a guy that works at a school, okay? And his name is Will. And I'm skipping a lot of stuff. So, she's struggling throughout the day because she keeps getting scared by Will. And... They went out to lunch. Now, while they was out on lunch, he told her that he was a good listener because she said she's tried everything. And he was like, you haven't tried me yet. Okay? So, skipping through the film, the mon one of the monumental things was she's telling the story about, she said, my brother tried to kill me. And I escaped him and all this little stuff. So and she was like, his name is Michael Myers. And he's like, yeah. She was like, so you heard the story? He was like, yeah, everybody heard the story. And she, he was like, uh, so the girl died, right? And he was like, well, no, she was like, she faked her death. And now she's a headmistress of the school. And he's like, mind blown, like. 
you are you is Laurie Strode? And she was like, yeah. And she was like, how long you been living with this? She was like, 20 years. She was like, he came after me. And she looked up and saw her son's birthday card. And she was like, I was 17. So then she was like, let me call the assembly and see if they made it there yet. And she see that the phone lines are down. And so she's looking for her son. And, you know, John and Molly, which is John's girlfriend, they're running from Mike at the time because their friends Sarah and Charlie they got killed already. And so Molly and John is running from Mike. Uh, Molly drops the keys going into the thing. Mike get the keys and that's when she comes face to face with Mike for the first time in 20 years. So Long story short, you know, all that stuff go through, you know, people die. She, you know, she, she had, she put, she had to drop on Mike. Um, she went to kill him, but LL Cool J played by Ronnie. Well, Ronnie played by LL Cool J. He comes and stops her because she was about to cut his head off. And Ronnie comes up and stops her, said he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. He wasn't dead. So they got him in the back of the corner truck with a van, and she steals the van. So she's taking off down the road, like, wake up, I know you ain't dead, all this type stuff, right? So he wakes up, she um, she wrecks the van. Mike flies out the van, gets stuck in between the, uh, a tree branch, well, a tree trunk and a um, in the van. So, Mike is sitting there, like, grabbing his head. You know what I'm saying? And he can't talk because, you know, Mike never talks. So, he's reaching out for her. She has an axe in her hand. She chops his head off, right? So, you thinking, damn, man, Mike dead. Like, we never seen Mike's head get chopped off, right? So, next thing you know... Halloween Resurrection comes. Four years later. And we like, yo. How in the fuck is there another Halloween? Like, Mike got his head cut off. Like, when you get your head chopped off, usually you're done. You know, unless you Jeepers Creepers, but that's a whole other story. So, Laurie Strode is in this one again. So when the movie starts out, like they 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 show her in this mental institution, and they explain what happened with Halloween H two O. When Mike was laying down, when she had to drop on him, about to cut his head off, and Ronnie came and stopped her. The paramedics came in there, and so what Mike did was he grabbed the paramedic dude, squeezed his larynx so he couldn't talk, and changed into his paramedic outfit and put his dickies jumpsuit on the paramedic. So she actually chopped off the head of the paramedic. So she knew that Mike was going to be coming for her. So Mike comes for her. Mike get the drop on her. Stabs her in the back. She's hanging off the ledge. He, she, she pulls herself off. She falls down. Hit a couple of branches on the way down. Boom. So Mike is done. Like his, that's 
His whole intentions, his whole reason of living was to kill his sister, Lori Strode. Now, I don't know where the fuck her son went. That's the one thing about this franchise that where there's some things that are left unsolved because they never explain what ended up happening to her son. Um, they never mentioned him again. I was upset about the whole point of them not never mentioning her daughter, Jamie, but Jamie died in Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. So they never explained what ended up happening to her son, John. So to get back to my point, Mike is done. Mike is like, yo, I'm going to my house. I'm going to go chill. You know what I'm saying? Eat rats and rodents and all this type of shit, you know, until I die or whatever. Well, there's this guy named Freddy who wants to do this live stream TV show, right? And he wants to do it in the old Myers house. And his whole thing was, I'm going to get uh, a collection of people um, to audition for the show where I'm just going to put them on, not TV, but on internet and have them walk through this house to see if they can discover things about Michael Myers. And he put a lot of fake stuff in there. And what Freddie was doing, played by Buster Rhymes, was he was gonna, you know, he was gonna imitate Michael Myers to make it more entertaining. And so all of those people got killed for the simple fact of just being in Michael Myers' house because Mike, Mike is done. Mike is like, look, I killed Lori. I ain't got shit else to do. And so Halloween Resurrection was really just a fact of all of y'all was just on Mike's territory. Y'all was in his house fucking up his shit. So that was the whole thing really about Halloween Resurrection. Now, Halloween Resurrection, like I said before, came out in 2002. Then 2007 comes up a couple years later. And, you know, you, you hear the rumblings because there's internet and social media and all this stuff. And it's like Rob Zombie is going to do his version of Halloween. And I'm like, I like Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie's version is very different. Um, it's a whole lot more stranger. And he took a different approach because... What he did was he had Deborah Myers in this one, and it shows Deborah going to go meet Mike when he was still going, like, well, while while he was in the institution and talking with Dr. Loomis and all this type of stuff. And then one day comes up where Mike just stopped talking, and Mike stopped talking because. Um, a little bit before Deborah Myers killed herself. She so she kills herself because she's just like, you know, I I lost my daughter. And she so she had one more daughter left. And so Mike actually in this one. Wait a minute. I said that wrong. I got my I got my Halloween mixed up. Mike kills her boyfriend. Right? 
And that's why Mike ended up going to the uh, institution or whatever. And so she ended up killing herself. Deborah Meyer kills herself. And so she had a, a daughter. And so her daughter ended up being, you know, adopted by the Stroll family. Now this makes this is the only thing that makes more sense. Is because the original Halloween, it's like why did the Stroh family get the Myers girl? You know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't make sense. At least this one made sense because Deborah Myers killed herself. And, you know, eventually somebody came and found this baby in the, in the uh, Stroh family adopted her. Now, what I loved about this version was the fact of Danielle Harris was able to come back to the franchise. Danielle Harris was Jamie Lloyd in Halloween 4 and 5. And in Rob Zombie's version, she is Annie, Laurie Strode's friend. I just like the fact that, that she was able to come back into the franchise because they actually killed the Jamie version. But they Rob Zombie brought her back to play Annie. And his version was a whole lot more different, man. Um, it's not that they was bad. It's just that when you have watched a movie as many times as I watched it, it's just that I was just more fascinated with the original. And then the greatest thing happened. Um, it was announced that there was going to be a new Halloween in 2018. And John Carpenter and Deborah Hill was coming back. Now, when I did this episode two years ago, I was upset with the fact that they said that 40 years later. So what they did was they negated Halloween 4, 5, The Curse of Michael Myers, and Halloween H2O. And Halloween Resurrection. So basically what they did with the Halloween that came out in 2018. They said that the only ones that existed was Halloween 1 that came out in 78. And Halloween 2 that came out in 81. Those were the only ones that they was acknowledging. And I was upset with that. Because I was like, you still can do 20 years later. You still could have had Halloween H2O exist, but they just booted that whole thing out. And that one was basically Laurie Stroh was preparing for the return of Michael Myers. She trained herself. She trained her daughter, Karen. And Karen had a daughter, Allison. And Allison was like the... Allison was the modern day... Laurie Strode, basically, is what they were doing with this film. And Karen was basically acting the whole time because she was upset with her mom because her mom basically, she looked at her mom like a, you know, like a kook. You know what I'm saying? Because she was just so obsessed with Michael Myers and she just basically never lived her life. 
you know, she was just preparing for the day which took 40 years to come. And so she trained her daughter to be ready for this moment and her daughter showed up in the very last moment of the movie. And so they basically burnt Michael Myers. Well, not burnt him, but they um, trapped him and sat the house on fire. Now, Halloween Kills was supposed to come out this year. Actually, it was supposed to come out next week. Um, now it has a 2021 date on it. But the only trailer I could find on it is like, it's like 37 seconds or something like that. And what I do love about it is the fact of it's going to be the same day. It's going to pick up right where... She sought her whole house on fire with Michael Myers trapped in the basement. Because the trailer is her, Lori Strode and her daughter Karen is on the back of this truck. And the fire trucks are going to her house. And she's like, no, let it burn, let it burn. I am excited about that. The the fact that they're, they're taking the same model pretty much from the 78 and 81 version. So... That's it, man. This is going to wrap up my October Horror Fest. Um, I got some more things coming with this podcast. Um, I, I already got an idea of what I wanted to do next. So, first things first, man. Shout out to my co-host of the Stolen Time Podcast, Uncle Washington. That's my guy. Um, you know, we still pushing over there. We just did episode 184, so go check that out on all major platforms, man. Um, also, shout out to the co-host of the Viewers Anonymous podcast, Scoops Bronson. Um, we putting in work, man. We um, we we got a good thing going with that Viewers Anonymous podcast, man. We we just did um, what's the last thing we did? We did Mindhunters, uh, the TV series from Netflix. So we already got the next movie we're going to do. So stay tuned for the Viewers Anonymous podcast because we are pushing those things out. Uh, we, we actually got, we actually going to be recording here tomorrow, actually. So um, we're going to be putting them things out at least once or twice a week. So those things are becoming rapid fire. So go check out the Viewers Anonymous podcast. Um, shout out to my home guy, my homeboy Mark, man. Mark, they started their podcast down there in Florida, man. Him and some guys. It's called um, Grown Folks Talking. So um, go support my guy, Mark, uh, with his new podcast. Also, shout out to my favorite producer, Casey. The music you hear in the background, that's my guy, Casey. Um, also be on the lookout with him as well because we got something special coming like a podcast that me and him had recorded um we lost it that was one of the ones that was you know technical difficulties and we lost the podcast we're going to try to reduplicate that podcast so be on the lookout um for a podcast with Casey as well um also shout out to Candace. And shout out to Free Todd, uh, Free Dead Todd, and shout out to Sinclair. This was episode 23 for 28 minutes or less. I'm out.